0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today are you caring for an aging loved one are you a senior searching for answers welcome to senior care live a program dedicated to you providing information education and resources for seniors and their caregivers and now america's senior care consultant steve keeker
1: Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. We have an excellent program. It is packed. We have some exciting information and big news to share with you. So let's jump right in and visit with our friend and special guest, Mr. Ben Sochek. He's the owner and operator of an amazing company called Home Downsizing
2: Solutions. And Ben... Welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thank you for having me uh, here today, Steve. And, yes, it's a little exciting day, uh, hopefully, that uh, uh, information to provide to the listeners. And, again, as always, uh, just want to be here and provide value to your listeners. Uh, so hopefully we can do that for them today. All right, and, and this is an exciting day.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> How's that for a teaser for all the listeners? You need to, you need to stay tuned because we do have uh, some big information coming. But, Ben, let's just start off today by reminding the audience of uh, Home Downsizing Solutions and the services that
2: you offer. Absolutely, Steve. Well, the, the core offer, I guess you might say, is that we purchase houses directly from home sellers or home owners. Uh, and kind of like saying that we specialize in helping seniors and their family members transition to either downsizing or senior care or senior living by buying their house direct from them. So in general, we try and do everything that we can to make the sale of a house and transition to senior living as easy and stress-free, hassle-free as we possibly can make that that transition. And uh, I can absolutely wholeheartedly tell every
1: single listener listening to this program and then after it's broadcast of course it's turned into a podcast every single podcast listener as well that is exactly what ben offers through home downsizing solutions because uh, i have talked to some of his his clients and all of them just rant and rave about how wonderful ben was to work with how easy of of a of a transaction that was and
2: that's anytime you sell your house that's that can be a little bit rough but you Make this really simple. That's certainly our goal, and uh, work very hard in order to uh, to offer that. Uh, I know that whenever a person is selling a house, in general, it can be a very, uh, a very challenging, uh, stressful time. But especially in a situation where uh, you know an older person. Uh, I, I never like to use the word senior because I've been told that people don't like to be called that. Okay, <laughs> And I'm, I'm approaching that myself, yeah. uh, technically. Yeah. I get those ARP p- uh, papers all the time. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> and uh, have been for 10 years. Um, but So I don't like using that word. But per, for people that have owned a house for a long time, and especially if they're uh, adult children that are trying to help a family member, a parent or loved one, Uh, get into senior living, the last thing that they need to worry about or want to worry about is selling a house, especially if it needs work and updating. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of our specialty as we work with houses typically that need work repairs or updating so that a family doesn't have to call contractors and and get get those improvements done uh, so that it it just makes for a very easy process to sell a house and take care of of uh, transitioning to uh, senior living or downsizing well and and that just
1: makes a lot of sense a a lot of people are going to have their house and they're going to put it on the market in a retail fashion and they're going to have to get out of the house when the agents come in and all that. But frankly, there are so many people. So 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 the the, the sell your house as is for cash isn't a one size fits all. And you always say that this doesn't fit for everyone, but for a lot of folks, you've lived there for decades and decades. You have a lot of stuff in the house. Uh, it hasn't been updated. You still have got some of the, some of that green shag carpeting in there, right? And and the outdated light fixtures, uh, it may need a roof, it may have some some repair, some foundation repair, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't want to deal with all that, you just want to walk out of the house and move on to your next chapter, uh, whether that's in if you're receiving care at a care community or maybe you're just simply downsizing, that's
2: how you can help people. Uh, that's, that's absolutely correct. And just as uh, I've heard the term that 80 to 90 percent of homeowners want to remain in their house as long as possible... Which I think I'd want to, too, unless it's a situation where you need or want other social engagement, uh, which I've seen cases of as well. But I've also heard the term that 80 to 90% of home sellers would prefer to just sell a house directly to a buyer. Yeah. Uh, Which is understandable because in a traditional selling situation, you're correct that you have to get a house into show ready condition typically. Uh, you have to be prepared to have that house in show-ready condition at any given time. Uh, you have to be prepared for showings. Uh, so strangers, who knows who, walking through your house at any given – well, not any given moment, but on short notice sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to deal with the challenges if you find a buyer. Uh, so you have the whole house inspection and you have the appraisal from the lender – and their job is to find or make sure there are no deficiencies. And if there are deficiencies, then you have a situation where you're renegotiating the agreement that you thought you had with the buyer. Mm-hmm. So because of all those issues, it's understandable that most people would prefer to sell a house direct to the the buyer, especially a cash buyer that doesn't have any contingencies. And so that's what we try and accomplish. That's the service that we uh, – attempt to provide. All right. And, and that is that is excellent. And, and and again, for our listening
1: audience, this is not one of these wholesalers out there that is trying to get your house under contract. And all they're doing is they're trying to flip it. And they're trying to sell it to someone else and then just pocket the, the difference, right? Ben, Sochek, and Home Downsizing Solutions, they are an actual home buyer. They have their own
2: capital to buy your house. They're this, this No funny business, Ben. <laughs> that's, that's correct. We are the, the end buyer. Uh, we don't turn around. We don't get a contract and then just try and sell the contract. Yeah, right. Uh, we are the end buyer. And uh, certainly if there are any other types of nuances to the transaction, we explain all of those nuances very thoroughly so that a seller can understand exactly what we're doing so that there are no surprises, uh, attempt to be very transparent with what we do, and explain the whole transaction to a, a home seller. All right, so with that, now that you ha-
1: we've had a nice review of home downsizing solutions and the services that are offered, Ben, I understand this is a, a, a very special day and you have a big announcement to
2: make. That's correct, Steve. Um, before I say exactly what that is <laughs> I will say that for 26 years now as far as being a a cash home buyer mm-hmm. And since about 2009, so I guess about 14, 15 years, we've kind of uh, shifted our business to serving a downsizing demographic, if I can say that. Okay. Uh, Obviously, we we buy houses from anyone. Sure. But I've definitely tried to cater our services to a senior market Mm -hmm. that is downsizing or moving to senior living. And – for about that same amount of time, or certainly the last ten years, I've tried to figure out how I can serve more people, serve more areas, but keep a professional level of service that I think is really missing in in a lot of cases these days. And so that's what leads me to my announcement. The big announcement, probably after the break. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you you want to hold up a little bit? I think we'll wait for the break. But that's that's kind of the background of why I want to do what. Yeah, we're going to talk about here after yeah. a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I just want
1: to put a, an exclamation point on the fact that this is. There are so many uh, people kind of out in the market, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll buy your house," and and they'll get your house under contract, and then what they're doing literally is taking pictures and they're marketing your house then on more of a retail market, so they're trying to buy wholesale, sell at retail, but they're not doing anything all they're doing is just selling a piece of paper and and they're they're trying to flip that, and there are all sorts of horror stories tied to that okay so if you if you want it done right and you're interested in in selling your house as is to a legitimate home buyer veteran owned business the straightest shooter that you're ever going to meet reach out to ben Sochek with home downsizing solutions uh toll free number 855-291-5005 that's 855-291-5005 And now the Senior Care Live question of the week. You must be a licensed real estate agent to purchase a home as is for cash. Is that statement true or false? What do you think?
0: You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. You must be a licensed real estate agent to purchase a home as is for cash. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And Ben, my, my voice, I think the allergies are getting me up. My voice kind of flipped out on cash. So uh, so you do not have to be a licensed real estate agent to purchase a house as is for cash. Is that
2: correct? That is correct. Uh, really, anyone l- that's legally able to can, can purchase a house. So you do not need any special license to go out and purchase a house directly from a, a, a home seller. Okay,
1: so now do I need to do a drum roll here? You're killing me! I I I, I got to hear this big announcement. So
2: this, <laughs> this the big news. <laughs> well, Steve, as I just mentioned before the break, um, I've been for for ten years. I thought there should be a way to provide my services to a, a bigger geographic area to serve more people. I uh, like you just mentioned there. I think there's a lot of and there's good home buyers out there. I don't want to say that there's yeah. no one else out there that, sure. that does a good job. But I also think that the last few years of the real estate market has produced some less than professional, ethical home buyers. Yep. If, yep. I, if I can say that. Sure. And so I've I've tried to figure out how to emulate or duplicate what I do to serve more people and serve them in a professional way, like I think especially veterans, especially seniors, deserve to be treated. And so with that, um, Home Downsizing Solutions is now a franchise company. Nice. And so we'll be hopefully expanding in, in other parts of the country uh, soon so that we can serve more people, provide the professional-level service that I want to provide to others, and uh, – and have our services serve more people well, first of all, congratulations, and that is so exciting to hear. Uh, so
1: so Home Downsizing Solutions offers, I mean, first of all, this is a top-notch service, a top-notch company, and now you're in a position now to expand your footprint, reach more people, serve more people through the franchise model, and uh, that is so exciting. Uh, it's just so, so exciting. So, so if you're a listener, you're, you're interested, and you're like, you know what, I, I might be interested in talking to Ben about that. This sounds really, really interesting. Uh, or maybe you know of someone who would be interested in owning their own business and a home downsizing solutions franchise in your area.
2: Uh, ben, what's that phone number? Eight fi- the 855 number? Is that the best way? The best one is just to call my office, uh, toll free 855 291 5005, and would be uh, certainly happy to answer any questions that I can. Uh, In regards to that. And then let's talk about this new website. You could also go to Home Downsizing
1: Solutions.com. Home Downsizing Solutions.com.
2: It's a beautiful new website, and they could probably uh, reach out through the website as well, I'm assuming. Correct. There's uh, contact forms on the website uh, there and uh, have even made it easier for, for us to find the website. You can just go to <laughs> homedownsizing.com. Oh, okay. And yeah. you'll get to the same place. Uh, oh, I didn't so know that. So that's, that's correct. Good deal. So in either, either way, uh, if you have questions, whether it's how we can help you transition, whether it's to downsizing or to a senior living community, by buying your house uh, direct uh, in the easiest, fastest, most convenient way, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. If it's in regards to franchising i'd be happy to talk to you about that as well so however best i can serve uh the listeners is what i'm here for all right so what's the process so if someone is interested in discussing a
1: franchise uh, they can just give you a call and just really kind of open that conversation hey i i live in uh, uh tampa Florida, or I live in Dallas, Texas, or I don't, wherever they might be. You're, you're expanding all around the the entire country, so uh,
2: and they and they give you that phone call. What, what's the what's the process? Right now, Steve, uh, it's it's new to me, so I don't okay. know if I have all the answers yeah. right here. Um, and again, with with legal ease, I can't say uh, we'll be looking to expand all throughout the country, but there are certain states that require certain. Um, Certain paperwork to be filed, sure, which sure. which is in my my legal person's hands. Yeah, so it's and in uh, it's kind of in process, I guess. On that, on that a few is, of the states, on okay. a few of the states. Yeah, but uh, certainly, if if someone is interested, um, and ideally, it's someone that is probably already working with seniors in some way. Okay, uh, maybe they're a senior move manager, maybe they're a senior placement agent, like like Steve. Yeah, uh, is here. Yeah, um, and they they want to serve seniors but they also see the opportunity and the necessity of what a professional cash-buying company can offer, then then that's certainly the type of person I think that uh, that I'd like to work with to do what I can to make them successful in business with Home Downsizing Solutions. Excellent. So reach out to Ben at Home Downsizing Solutions, 855 855-
1: 291-5005 or you can check out the brand new website it is a beautiful website and it's it's got some great information home I'm gonna to have to kind of retrain myself on that one so home and it's uh, again the the business is home downsizing solutions you can give Ben a call to discuss the you know discuss the possibility of maybe being awarded a franchise in your area not all states are available yet but give Ben a call we're not we're not going to go through all the states today, but give him a call, reach out, and just see uh, uh, if that if that might be something that would uh, benefit both of you. And so, just to put an exclamation point on that question of the week, you're not necessarily looking for licensed real estate agents. I mean,
2: if if they are licensed, that's fine. But if they're not, that's okay too. That's correct. Uh, a person would not need to be a licensed real estate agent in order to have a home downsizing solutions franchise uh and certainly if a person is already in real estate but likes this aspect and want to serve seniors in this manner yeah. that would be great but uh a person doesn't have to be in real estate in order to participate in this uh we can certainly provide some of this, the the back end services office services uh for the real estate related um items it's mainly in you know serving seniors and their families that's really who i'm looking for
1: that is awesome so so uh, if if you have that kind of describes me i have a heart for serving seniors and it's something that i learned really really early on in the very beginning of my career and i've kind of been serving seniors ever since <laughs>
3: So, exactly. exactly
1: so so if, if you're interested in serving seniors you have a heart uh, for for serving seniors and you're interested in in this type of a business uh, I I'll tell you what this is going to take off I'm, I'm just telling you and and just like you know I talked about last week with my company I mean this is brand brand new you are hearing this for the first time the first public declaration of this expansion in franchises available so get in on this before all of the territories are gone 85 Five two nine one five zero zero five or online at homedownsizing.com. And Ben, thanks so much for
2: being here today and sharing the big news. I am so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you, Steve. I am excited about it too. And again, I just want to provide the best services, professional services, and to serve the, the senior market and their families as best I can.
1: Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll be right back with more excellent information. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we're going to shift gears here a little bit and visit with Christina Strickland. And she is partner and director of education at the Glenn team at Infinitas. And Christina, welcome to Senior Care Live.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: All right, so uh, you know Bruce. Bruce Glenn is always on the program, uh, uh, pretty much you know every month, and and uh, you you kind of know him a little bit.
3: I do. Yeah, I met him about thirty five years ago. We're, we go way back. Uh, <laughs> Bruce is my father, but we determined for Women's Month he didn't quite have enough hair, so we thought I would I would speak today I instead.
1: He doesn't have any hair, does he? Uh, I,
3: I think a few, a little not, bit, not many, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the person that when they say you get your hair cut, they really mean one hair, and that's him. You. <laughs> (laughs)
1: So, all right. All right. So, excellent. Excellent. Uh, Well, I'm really excited to have you in the studio today. And I know we have a lot of things to talk about, but let's jump into a really hot topic. It is top of mind for a lot of people all around the country. So many people are concerned about the stability of their bank.
3: Absolutely. Yep. If you uh, have... Seen any sort of news at all. No doubt you've heard about the, the collapse of the three banks uh, right. recently. Um, yeah, so definitely a major, major news story right now.
1: And so you have, uh, unfortunately, in the media, you have a lot of people kind of whipping up a little bit of fear and frenzy and stuff like that. Uh, so let's just break that down just just briefly, and then we, we'll move on. But you know, why did those particular banks go under? I mean, what, what happened?
3: Sure, yeah. So the first one we all know was Silicon Valley Bank. And so what happens is, when when clients or, or customers of banks make deposits, right, the bank then uses that money and they invest it on their end. So what happened is, especially during COVID, banks were even more than normal buying a lot of treasuries and mortgage-backed bonds um, guaranteed by the U.S. government, right? Mm-hmm. So very, very safe investments. The problem is when they were buying those securities, interest rates were very low. Okay, And so banks were receiving interest payments from those investments, but they were lower. And so what happened is, as interest rates rise, then banks, obviously, as a a client or a customer of a bank, when you make a savings deposit, you expect to be paid interest on that deposit in exchange for you leaving your money at that bank, right? Well, when interest rates are higher, the bank has to pay out more interest than they're receiving. receiving. Exactly, exactly. And so normally, here's the deal. This happens all the time. And what normally happens is that a bank says, hey, I've got these bonds that are only paying me, let's just say, 3%, right? Well, they can simply hold on to those securities and wait for interest rates to kind of calm down again. And so those those would be at par, if you will. Okay. problem is, Steve, if I've got a bond that's paying 3% and you could go buy one tomorrow that's paying 5%, If I ever need to sell mine, I have to sell it at a discount. I have to make it worth your while to buy it from me. And so what happened is somehow it became public knowledge Uh that SVB Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, needed more capital to help pay out all the interest that they owed to their depositors. Um, And when that became public news...
1: Now you have a run on the bank.
3: You have a run on the bank where everyone says, give me my money. Give
1: me my money. Because I'm worried, right? And then they weren't liquid enough to uh, to do that.
3: Exactly. That's exactly, yep. Took about 48 hours.
1: Oh my, just poof. Mm -hmm. Just gone. Yep. So so um, and again, not to get too far uh, out in, in the weeds on this one, I'm, I appreciate that explanation because that really makes a lot of sense. Um, so, I mean, how do you know if if the money in your bank is safe and, and what if you have some concerns about that?
3: Sure. So I think the biggest thing is and I want to clarify specifically the big banks that we're worried about are banks where there are large amounts of accounts above the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar FDIC limit. Yep. So your regional banks, your local banks, where the average client or customer is is you know mom and dad living down the road that have checking savings, maybe a couple of CDs, they are not going to be above that two hundred and fifty limit, and so we're not really worried about them because those banks, if you will, are almost too small to fail.
1: And and, and if they did, and you, and you have say one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of everything, you are insured. Correct, and you will be made whole. So that's not really a risk for you.
3: Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the FDIC will insure up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars yep. per investor, per investor or client per account. Okay. So really, if that's a concern, if you have more than that's five hundred thousand. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. So, but as an individual inv- client, maybe you have three hundred thousand at the bank. Okay. So simply take fifty thousand. That's your extra above the two hundred and fifty. Right. Put the fifty in a different bank. Okay. Therefore, you're you're insured everywhere okay. on every dollar. And if you're with one of the
1: larger banks, um, you're you're probably a, a lot more safe, I would think.
3: Yes, absolutely. I think that there there is such thing as banks that are, if if you will, quote unquote, too big to fail, and so we don't worry about those. These banks that the three in particular that had struggles earlier this month, um, they were one of them was very very big into tech startups, right. and so. There's a little bit of, of question around companies that are new. And the other two are really, really big into cryptocurrency. So these are not mm-hmm. your normal, you know, these aren't Bank of America or U.S. Bank. Yeah, these are yeah. niche banks in specific areas. Okay.
1: All right. I appreciate that that information. So that's that's very, very helpful. And so, you know, this month we're celebrating International Women's Month. And I, I think it gives us a great opportunity to talk about how far women have come when it comes to managing their finances. and. Having opportunities to create real wealth. So, what are some of the significant milestones that have helped women when it comes to investing in savings?
3: Sure. So, I think some of the significant milestones are at the very beginning, we just see women entering the workforce more, right? So, women earning money, whereas previously, in, in most households, it was typically the, the man or the husband's job. Yep. So so starting to just get women in the workforce. But then also, we gradually over time have seen more women enter not only just entry level jobs, but now we're seeing more company leadership roles, more C-suite roles. Um, so women taking on more leadership in the business world in general. And then with that, Now there's an opportunity for those same women to get more prevalent on the investment side as well, which is something that we really didn't see before, you know, the 1970s and 80s. Um, We don't see as many women still today, but certainly a lot of growth has happened over the last 50 or 60 years in that area.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. I, I work with clients all the time, and they're in their you know mid to upper seventies, eighties, and maybe nineties, where uh, the the wife had the, kind of that traditional role of being the homemaker and raising the kids and taking care of everything. It's a huge job, by the way. It's a super important job, but they weren't out you know like you said, you know, climbing the the corporate ladder and getting into some of these leadership roles, and, et cetera, et cetera, and all the things that go along with that. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what do you think are the greatest challenges facing women today? day uh, when it comes to finances?
3: Yeah. So I think one of the biggest challenges, and I will honestly say this challenge probably applies to men and women. The biggest challenge is that people just don't talk about it. Oh, you know, We don't talk about money. We don't talk about what happens if I need long term care or if I need to go into a Medicaid situation. We just don't talk about it. Women in general, you alluded to it earlier, typically women are normally the caretaker. And that that is great, and they do a phenomenal job. And not to say that men don't do it, but a lot of women do. I, that's a full time job.
1: And, and I think I think there's so much more compassion and patience. I, I think ladies. I, I'll just admit it. I, I think the ladies do a better job than we do. I, and generally speaking, not always, but. Mm-hmm.
3: So. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's just a full time role. So as a woman, if I have the same 24 hours in a day that everyone else does, a lot of my hours are already taken. By taking care of my, not only my children, but my aging parents, aunts, uncles, that type of stuff. So then with the, with the few hours that are left in the day, honestly, the last thing I want to do is worry about my finances. Yeah. But the reality situation is that I might need to.
1: Well, it's so important. It's, uh, we, we shouldn't ignore it, but uh, unfortunately, it, sometimes it goes to the bottom of the list and it does get ignored.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things with women that I think is different is, as you know, women tend to live longer. Uh, Women also statistically speaking not only do they live longer in general but they live a lot longer in assisted facilities so you know planning for a woman looks like after retirement another 35 to 40 years whereas for the typical male it might not be that long.
1: Well, and so you just touched on one of the questions I ask when I'm with my clients in all of these different communities. I said, give me an estimate of the percentage of women versus the percentage of men. Used to be all the time, 90-10. And then it was 80-20. And now I hear all the time, maybe 70-30, sometimes even 60-40. So more men are are moving uh, to these care communities. But the bottom line is the ladies outlive us and that's just that's what happens i blame it on that w- we do dumb stuff when we were young so and, and it take it shaves off a, a year or two or five so <laughs> but uh anyway all right so if if you have a question for uh, christina and anyone at the at the excellent excellent company the glenn team at infinitas here's the phone number nationwide for anyone across the country 913 563 And we'll have more with Christina coming up next. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Men and women have different needs when it comes to saving for retirement. Is that statement true or false? What do you think?
0: You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to our bonus Senior Care Live question of the week. Men and women have different needs when it comes to saving for retirement. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... True. The answer is true. So, Christina, let's talk about that. Uh, What is the biggest difference between men and women when it comes to retirement planning?
3: Sure. So I think the biggest difference is longevity. As we've kind of hit on, women typically live longer. And so we have more years of retirement that we're planning for. And then another difference that I think is a big one is Social Security. And the reason that's different is because, typically speaking, in a traditional household the woman may have not earned quite as much as her husband. And so when the time comes to start taking those Social Security benefits, that dollar amount might look very different. And then when the survival comes into play, then your Social Security changes again. And so it's just, I think for women in general, during retirement, there are typically a lot more changes. So what does day one of retirement look like versus what is, you know, year 30 of retirement look like? Mm -hmm. And how much has our monthly cash flow changed in between? Whereas for men, there might not be as much of a change throughout their retirement years.
1: Well, and I can speak to that. Personally, uh, my dad's Social Security was was higher than my mom's uh, because she stayed home for quite a long time with us kids and worked out of the home, but just she didn't make as much. So he had different levels. Uh, so he, he brought in more than she did, but together, you know, it was a nice amount. And, and then, unfortunately, my dad died really young. And um, I hate cancer, by the way. And so... Then my mom, when she when she was at retirement age, they and she thought she was going to get you know whatever her number was, and they said, "Well, you can take yours or or the higher of yours and your husband's, obviously, we want the higher one right and so but but they went from you know both uh, b- b- two income to one income, but it was a little bit higher than if it would have been just
3: hers right, and I think that's one of the challenges is. Unfortunately, the surviving spouse now only has one of those social securities and then whatever other investments that they've accumulated over their lifetime. The problem typically is, let's say in my situation, my husband's no longer with us and maybe maybe we don't have twenty four hundred dollars a month in social security that he might have been bringing in. Well, the challenge is because he's no longer here my expenses did not go down no,
1: $2,400. They didn't go down too much. Right.
3: Maybe a little bit, you know, yeah. our, our car insurance probably got cheaper because I'm yeah. a better driver. But well, in yeah. general, <laughs> um, of course, in general, you know, my expenses did not go down in line with my reduced now take home income. And so that's a huge problem for a lot of women to work through.
1: That makes so much sense. Reach out to Christina Strickland at the Glenn team at Infinitas. Here's the phone number. And you just want to write this down. And this is good for anywhere in the country. I know that uh, the Glenn team at Infinitas, you work with uh, groups and employment groups and individuals just all around the entire country. So it's 913-563-7327. That's Christina Strickland. The Glenn team at Infinitas 913-563-7327. And Christina, what advice do you have for someone who may be concerned about their retirement and may be concerned that they, if, if they're, they're wondering if they're on the right track or not?
3: Sure. So I think the first step is knowing how much you're, you're going to need every month in retirement. One of the most common questions I get from people is, how much do I need to have saved? And to which my question is, well, how much do you need? So, you know, some So
1: how do you how do you Okay. So well how much do you do you want to earn in retirement? How or how much will you need? So how do you determine that?
3: Yeah, so I think you just start at what your budget is today. What is, you know, if you don't know what your budget is, start there. But look at what, is, what are the outflows every month? What's my mortgage? What's my insurance? My my food? When I want to go out with my friends and go see a movie, what do all those add up to every month, right? Because here's the deal. You're only going to know if your retirement's going to be successful if you know how much you need. It's just like getting in your car. You don't know what to put in your GPS until you know your destination. Yeah. So we have to know the destination first. And then the next question is, I need X amount of dollars every month. Now, what do I have that can help get me there? Social security, 401ks, IRAs, CDs at the bank. What are those items? What's your inventory, if you will? And then we can take that data and kind of go through, okay, if this is invested and we're going to pull out this much every month to live on, we can get a reasonable likelihood of success based on just knowing those two things. How much do you need and what do you currently have saved towards that goal?
1: You know, and and that makes sense. So, and and. I, I, can, I can hear it now when you said, you know, what is your budget? I can hear a lot of people, I, like through the magic of radio waves, what's a budget, <laughs> right? Because uh, unfortunately, a lot of folks do not follow a budget. They just, there's money coming in, you just pay your bills and you need to do stuff and there's money going out and they don't really pay that much attention. So so what if you don't have a budget, first of all, I would, I would encourage you to learn how to develop a budget and then have one so that you know where you're at. Like you said, you don't know where you're going unless you know where you're at and then and, and you have the GPS coordinates. But um, just what is your lifestyle today? And if it's a comfortable lifestyle and you're happy with that and you want that to continue and your income is, you know, X dollars, which is affording you the lifestyle you have today, then you then then that's helpful in this calculation.
3: Absolutely. And I think that's kind of where I start most people off when they say they don't have a budget. I say, well, what are you living on today? Oh, well, my salary is such and such a year. Great. But here's the challenge with that, Steve. The average American, I can say, you know, hey, Steve, what's your income? And you can tell me. The problem is what a lot of people aren't thinking about is that may be their income and what they're bringing home every month, but the average American is actually going into debt every month also. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just... Oh, during my working years, I earned X amount of money per year. It is really okay, but I don't want to add on to my debt in retirement, so no. I have to buckle down. Yeah, and that can be the a challenge for a lot of individuals.
1: So, if you're just a nice little round number of fifty thousand is getting me a particular uh, uh, lifestyle, but you know I'm I, I'm adding about five thousand of debt. Uh, you know a, a month then well your number's not 50 your number's 55 exactly. or or maybe even 60 because the other thing that we don't account for when we're a little bit younger is the cost of long-term care because you know what what happens if you should get sick and you need some help that's all super expensive and so uh, that's part of that calculation so and, and then uh, very quickly uh, for someone who has younger children or grandchildren uh, what are some strategies they can take to benefit their financial future
3: yeah so i think first make sure your retirement is set first Because I I have three kids, I want to help them, but I can't pour from an empty cup. So as soon as my retirement's taken care of, then I can start slowly adding to college savings for them, making sure my estate planning is set up so that, you know, when I'm no longer here, my family isn't stuck trying to deal with the the logistics, right? So Mm -hmm. having my estate plan in order, starting some college savings, maybe starting um, a Roth IRA for my young kids, things like that are super helpful. But again, I can't, I can't stress this enough. Having your own retirement situation taken care of first is of the utmost importance because here's the deal. I may not be able to pay for my kids to go to college, but what I don't want to do is have to live with them when I'm 75.
1: Boom. <laughs> there you go. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna have to unquote you on that. You can't pour from an empty cup. That is so succinct. It's incredible. Reach out to Christina and the excellent team at the Glenn team at Infinitas, nine one three-five six three-seven three. And Christina, thanks so much for coming in today. It was just great to meet you and have you on the program.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a good time.
1: All right. I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live.